0: Grey Fox.
1: Get you waiting, huh? Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games. My name is Alex Hemming and I am holding the fort today whilst the host with the most, Adam Flint, gets over a case of the dreaded lurgy. Hopefully he's back and fighting fit for the next one. However, it's not just me today. This isn't another boco. I am joined by the dynamic duo themselves. Firstly, the man, the myth, the legend known in another life as the doctor of podonomics, the souls man himself, Michael Carden-Edwards. How are you doing?
2: <laughs> i'm good man i'm good it's been a very uh accomplished day i i rescued a a mantis i saw this that thing looked terrifying yeah put it in the neighbor's garden have some of that don't like you mr neighbor
1: <laughs> you've got to up the game well, next week put to like th- rabbit lagoons.
2: Th- th- yeah man they they call me the mantis wrangler very very happy about this <laughs>
1: yeah. Mantis Wrangler Michael, lovely stuff. And along with the Mantis Wrangler, we have our producer, you heard him there, the man in the molehole, known to the East Anglian police as El Jefe. Jonathan Moles, how are you? I'm good, thank
0: you very much. I am loving these intros. These are brilliant. Yes,
1: I'm good, thank you very much. Good, good stuff. And well, we're going to start things off as, as we always do. Since we three last met... In A couple of weeks ago, what have we been watching, playing, or reading? And I think I'm going to go to Mike first, as I know there's one thing in
2: particular that you've been playing that I'm very excited to hear about. Several years ago, I was a boy sitting in uh, Brixton, I believe. My housemate at the time was out. And I decided to play uh, the the PlayStation re-release of Jack and Daxter. And I uh, completed it in one sitting and got a delicious platinum my first platinum i've ever I've, i'd ever gotten
1: you're talking you're talking my language i like a few, this few
2: a few years later um, several years later in fact uh, myself and yourself mr hemming sat down to help me acquire my second ever platinum, which was on Bloodborne. I'd done a fair amount of work many years ago, and uh, me and you had talked about uh, you helping me get that final piece of the puzzle together <laughs> so we could finally get that delicious poppy goodness of a platinum. Absolutely. Thus, the second platinum in my collection uh, was there. And I can now add a third to my collection. A third... Platinum, a very, a very easy platinum. I, might, I would suggest it's not, it's not hard. Um, I would suggest that pretty much anyone can do it. But I, uh, nonetheless, I am a man who does not finish video games very often. I, I unless unless I'm really taken with them, I play them until I'm until I'm bored and then I find something new to do. Okay, when a video game has me, has me by the by the short and curlies, I am, I you know then I know something's good. And Spider-Man Two. I know is good because not only have I played it not only did it have me by the short and curlies but that third platinum sits aloft my shelf now gleaming and glistening in the civilian sunshine thank you round well of done. applause
1: well deserved
2: thank you very much 30 hours it took me That's and not uh, bad. i have to say 30 of the genuinely most joyful hours I've spent in years playing video games. I, I said to you a while ago that I really enjoyed Spider-Man 1. Very much enjoyed mm. Spider-Man 1. Um, I've always liked Spider-Man in general. Um, I didn't get on well with Miles Morales um, for, for whatever reason. And But this game, it clicked with me in a, in a huge way. I, I absolutely adored the story. I, as I've said on this show many times, I have to really, really like a story for it to... Because I don't like story much. I just want to play. And um, I was hastily doing story missions because I was excited to see what was happening next. Like, it, it really got its claws into me. That is me high praise. I was seeing, that is very high praise. <laughs> I was sitting there at one, two in the morning going... And just one, yeah. Let's just let's just do another another bit of story because I really want to know what happens next. Um, which is for me uh, again, it's pretty it's pretty pretty gnarly. The the yeah the story is great. I, I really enjoyed it. The graphics I like. And sometimes it looks amazing. Sometimes it looks not so amazing, and it's like, mm, okay. But what do you what do you mean by that? Because I've seen
1: some clips of people showing like the can in the dustbin looks a bit naff, and I'm thinking, come on, now you you're looking no, a bit that- too deep
0: there. You missed a trick I- then, and you should have said it looked trash.
2: Hey. hey. I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about uh, cuz I get it. Stuff like that that's you know you, you get to know and it's it is a semi open world game right? You can go wherever you want. Mm. No it's not there's not much to do <laughs> in this open world game, but you can go wherever you want. The um what I'm more talking about is like the like Craven's hunters, like the main mobs of enemies that you fight. They all just look a bit shit. <laughs> like <laughs> okay. like the art design on them is a bit crap and the actual graphics of these they just look they it is they, they remind me of very playstation 3 uh like kind of budget video game <laughs> budget <laughs> like, goons is yeah what like here. just budget <laughs> hired goons like and it's yeah so in terms of that and i don't care how much they want to lord up how good their water is i thought it looked shit like genuinely the the you know the thing we saw in the trailer where they're on the jet ski and stuff like that mm. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I played actually that bit of the game, of course, and I was like, this doesn't look very good. And I was like, I kind of wish this wasn't here because it really looks naff to me. Like, mm. it just I just, I, yeah, I wasn't, that was one of the three moments I was like, you know what, this kind of pulled me out of this because this looks shit. Like, this, this is not nice to look at anymore. Um, <laughs> but then there's other bits where there's a giant tiger and he looks great. So it's like... It is a bit of a mixed bag at times. Overall, though, very polished, very nice. Um, how how the, did
1: you find the... Because you say you didn't like or didn't get on with Miles Morales. Mm, how was it playing as Miles in this?
2: So it was very interesting because when I started the game, I or you know a fair few hours into the game, I really enjoyed the Spider-Man stuff miles more. <laughs> miles. <laughs> um, I enjoyed his combat more. I enjoyed his story beats more. I, I enjoyed all of that a lot more. And then as we went along, it, may, it took them about 20 hours, to be fair, to maybe 25 at a push. But then I was like, ah, now it's coming together. And it's like they did still, they really did a great job. They really did a very, very good job with, with that side of it. Um, and yeah, and after it, yeah, I really enjoyed playing as Miles as well. Like, I will say that some of his more like his gimmicks like turning invisible and stuff like that. Stealth, by the way, is not a thing on this game, right? The first game was quite a lot of stealth. There is you don't have to do any stealth in this game if you don't really want to. I because the combat is so damned fun, I much preferred just doing the Metal Gear Solid 5 route of all guns blazing, (laughs) it's gone wrong. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm just gonna I'm gonna blow my way out of here and have a great time. I the the combat was so damned addictive that I was just I uh, begging, begging for more combat encounters. Like, give me more waves of goons. Do you know what I mean? Because by yeah. the end of it, you're just clearing out. Like, once you're fully upgraded and stuff, you can just do some absolutely, so, some real razzmatazz. And it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty spectacular. Pretty spectacular.
1: So are we thinking then, because obviously we're, we're not at that stage yet. We're going to be at the end of the year talking on favourite games of the year. Not to spoil anything, but is this potentially in that conversation for you?
2: Yes. And it's not, okay. it's not, now. I am back on Boulder's Gate 3. So well. I've got, got a month and a half to go until I, for that for the end of the year. Um, yeah. Right now, nothing's beating Spider Man though, man. I love Boulder's wow. Gate 3, it's amazing. But I found Spider Man as a package. And one of the things with Spider Man I really liked, as I said, the story was top tier. The, the, I found, uh, the, the, the getting around the damn city is the funnest thing in the world, by the way. The, the wings are fucking, oh, yeah. Incredible. That works. All right, mate. It's, I, I saw a reviewer say it's somehow now the best Superman game of all time as well. And it fucking is. <laughs> it, it really is. It's, you can fly, basically. You can fly. And it's amazing. And putting it all together in, when you're doing... It, the, the traversal in the game is absolutely fantastic. The, the, and one of the things you can do if you go to options and turn the swing assist down to zero... Hello, you've got old school Spider-Man 2... Uh, for the you know the for, you know you've got that swinging basically where it's 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 not just auto everything's in a perfect straight line like there's that actual the
1: best there's actual the challenge
2: to it there's weight to it and it's like <clears throat> you've got to concentrate a bit as you're doing it as well and it's just when you get it right it's like oh this is this this feels so good and um yeah so the traverse was really good the the fact that you can just quick travel to places instantly. is pretty wild. Um, that, it's really, really nice. That, that No loadings is just fantastic. Um, it's very, very nice. It's a nice. big deal,
1: right? It's, it's really ah, it's difficult just... to
2: go back to anything where that
1: isn't the uh, case. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, no, completely, completely. Do you remember um, Skyrim where you just watch an item spin for like 30 oof. seconds before you can Mate, do anything? Do you remember Bloodborne where you just saw the Bloodborne <laughs> yes. logos? Like, oh, that's fun. Um, the last couple of things I'll say is... Um, On one hand, I love that it was so tight. I have done everything you can do in the game in 30 hours. However, I really want more. (laughs) Like, Mm. it didn't take long to wrap up the side quests. You know what I mean? Because there wasn't many. Mm. And the open world of it, the world is massive and it's amazing. And it's like, wow. But there ain't much to do. You know what I mean? Like um, So it's like, it's a bit of a poison chalice. On one hand, you giveth with a lovely, succulent, tight perfectly like i feel very accomplished here but on the other hand you take it away because now like if i boot the game up all i can do is the random you know things where you're flying around and it's like oh there's a robbery in progress and you just have to fire yeah. a symbiote or something you know so it's like there, like it's there's not much to do do you think i'm be imagining DLC. more dlc has come in. yeah yeah um i don't think there will be i think there will be another um I think there'll be another Miles Morales-esque standalone expansion between this and Spider-Man 3. I would be very surprised if you got DLC. I'm not saying you're not going to, but I think the way they set things up in the story, it makes more sense to have another expansion-esque of sorts. Um, Okay. I mean,
1: in the the first one, they had a couple of additional DLCs that were basically just, you know... Goon of the Week turns up with a couple of side quests for you to do. They could always throw that in just to tide people over between they, they, if they really wanted to.
2: They, they could sure. do. Um, you,
1: you mean there's no season the, pass?
2: Oh, oh no, I love God. a
1: game where there's no season pass.
2: Yeah, so do I. <laughs> the, um, the, yeah, just one thing, going back to the graphics. like, And again, this kind of gives me the, the whole gamut of it, right? Mary Jane in the game looks dreadful. Okay. Genuinely.
1: Her the images. Yeah, she doesn't look She looks
2: bizarre, right. like, doesn't look right at all. And it's just kind of weird, if I'm honest with you. Um, however, um, Venom, on the other hand, <laughs> wow, looks, looks fantastic. And I, I very much enjoyed the Venom parts. You know what I mean? So, uh, it, yeah, it's... And also, the, oh God, there's so many things I want to say about this game. The last thing I'll say, I promise. Craven. Um, I was very sceptical about old Mr. Craven as the big bad guy. And they do... Because, like, in the comic books, he's not, like, Kraven's hard. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's, it's not like he's a, really a threat, is he? Um, they, make, they, they make him out to be, a, a, essentially, the fucking punisher. Do you know what I mean? Like, he is, he is the, the, the ultimate doom man of all time who will crush your dreams and stamp on your soul. Like, that they, they really do a great job with him. I, I Every time he's on screen, he is box office. I, I fucking loved his stuff. And the last thing, and I promised the last thing. I said that several times. (laughs) Hey, you Um, go, you go. The worst bit of the first game was the stealth stealth sections with Mary Jane. Yeah, indeed. Yep, what dreadful, dreadful parts of the game. On this this time, Mary Jane, uh, she because apparently she's been uh, training with Black Cat apparently as what she reckons. She it's now there are genuinely a couple of sections in the game where it turns into um, she is solid Mary Jane Watson, uh, and it's it's ridiculous. She's taking out goons on her own. She's got a fucking stun gun thing that well, honestly. She's got like she's Why got not, I guess. Uh, I, but <laughs> she it's she is it turns into Metal Gear solid. And it's like you take out an army of fucking people as her, <laughs> like infiltrating a base, and then like they're literally saying like it gets to the point where on the radio chatter, the big goons like, She's taken out all of you. How are you letting this happen? And it's like <laughs> like the body count of Mary Jane Watson by the end of it is like ridiculous. And it's like what the fuck happened in between these games? Like, how did you become such a ruthless fucking killer? Like, yeah, bizarre. Maybe. Really, really bizarre.
0: Maybe it all will be revealed in the next minigame. Yeah, yeah, prequel. <laughs> yeah, um, I
2: have to, I have to say, like you know, I told you that I'd got into a lot of Spider Man hype by watching all of the Spider Man films. You did like, indeed. That that bloody helped, I tell you, because so, <laughs> there was so, there was so. you were deep... really in the mood. It really, really did, and it carried me through thirty hours of absolute joy. So anyway, that is trez platinum in the bank, and congratulations. I, I wonder what is next. Ooh, I'll be bold as, as game, do that,
1: Was there anything else you've been watching or playing this week, or was that the that's the big
2: one? Um, the only other thing we've been watching. So, have you seen uh, Bosch? Have you heard of Bosch before? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Well, they've got Bosch Legacy is now mm-hmm. is now around, which is kind of like the sequel. <laughs> I don't know why they've just changed the name Even of it. More but more grizzled, it's re- but it's but yeah, it's just more grizzled Bosch being incredible. And um, yeah, watching a bit of that. And then myself and my wife uh, have been watching Friends from the beginning. Oh. Hey, because uh, she's n- she's seen it, but not really seen it, if you like. And I've obviously seen it a thousand times. And I really, uh, I, I I got I was really negatively affected by Matthew Perry's passing. Um, Cause no no one in my life has made me laugh more than him you know what i mean like i i i and that it, it, i will say it really has got it really got to me over the course of a few days. I was really unhappy about it and um I wanted to then kind of be happier with about him if you like, and watching him in friends uh, it's just it's just nice, isn't it so um yeah i thought sort of like that that's what I've been doing no, and absolutely. uh that, no, that Sounds did. lovely.
1: And I mean, yeah, Matthew Perry did a lot of work in his uh, years after Friends to try to highlight the work, uh, people with mental health issues and drug addiction and things such as that. And he did a very good job. And hopefully that is his legacy that lives on from here.
2: Would you like to know one other thing?
1: Of course.
2: And it's the last thing I say. I know, even though I reckon I say day. <laughs> <that that laughs> Take a drink every time um, he says. <laughs> exactly. I am now 48 hours smoke free. Oh. Hey. Congratulations. Is yeah. this going
1: to be a goal to go longer and longer and longer? Will yeah, the next the, pod be
2: two weeks free? That's perhaps? the plan. That's the plan. It
1: depends hey, how good stressful the DIY
0: is.
2: Uh, mate, <laughs> it was free. I literally chose <laughs> a really stressful weekend to, to, to quit smoking. And you get through and, it? Uh, and I got through it, it, man. I got through it. And I woke up this morning and I took a, a, a lung full of air. Oh, wow. This is quite interesting, isn't it? <laughs>
1: No. Take a deep breath and
2: relax. Well Keep it going. That's
1: the idea. We'll talk about our house woes on another time when the DIY <laughs> podcast comes out. Uh, but, Moles, what, what have you been watching and playing and reading, perhaps? Uh, I <clears throat> haven't been playing
0: much. Excuse me.
1: <clears throat> no problem at all.
0: Yeah. Um, I haven't really been playing much on my own. I've been playing a lot of games with my girls. Um, and we've, uh, we've rediscovered our Wii in the hey. last couple of weeks
1: so we have How been, dusty was that when was, you pulled
0: it out? <laughs> well the batteries in the Wii board were corroded they've, they've not been there they, oh, dear. they've not been used for some time <laughs> uh, she's all back up and running Little Wii and even my little emojis were still there and it brought back a lot of memories and we've been playing a lot of Wii sports and wee fit and the girls they, they love it you know they don't you care about graphics wrong. you know they're 8 and 6 they don't care about the big blockbuster AAA games they just want to play tennis and, you know, bounce a ball on their little emoji's head. So we've been playing a lot of Wii Sports, um, which has been great. And it has also highlighted how unfit I am. So I should be playing <laughs> more and more Wii Fit <laughs> and Wii Sports. Because, um, yeah, middle age is creeping up. It's not good. Um, so that's, yeah, that's what I've been playing a lot of the week. Middle to give...
2: fucking age? You're oh. about 36, are you?
0: Yeah, but I'm we 10 years more advanced than everyone else in the hole. My body's not not good. It's, uh, it's, it's perishing <laughs> rapidly. Um, per- perishing, de Lord. Yes. So uh, the Wii fit is is on the agenda. But I want to get the um, I want to get the Resident Evil games that were on the Wii
1: because
0: mm. I never really played them. And there was there was one Resident
1: Evil Four was on there. Resident oh, I Evil... have But there
0: was one where you had to hold to hold the nunchuck and the and the like a like a light gun type thing. So, and I have played that. I one. think that was four. I think I think you could play it like that, but there was another mm. one. It was like a on rails type shooter. So I want to try and get that. I cannot remember the name of it, but
1: that ah, well, Flint was here. You see, that's where we need Flint. Yeah, Resident Evil like, oh, comes up and
0: too. yeah, <laughs> that's it's, it's not Resident Evil Flint show. But anyway, um, I think I might be hitting the local CEX to try and get a copy of that um, just for the hell of it, unless it's stupidly expensive, in which case I won't.
1: Um, no, the Wii stuff doesn't sell for too much, so don't worry. I think okay. you'll I think you'll be all right there. You've been watching much of late? I have been watching a, a a murder drama
0: with the missus, which is about the Yorkshire Ripper on ITV. And it's there's lots of cast members in there, which are recognisable. Obviously, Unfortunately, I can't remember any of their names. But it's just been done really, really well. And we are two-thirds of the way through and yeah who doesn't love a good murder drama
2: I I I refuse to believe that ITV have done something well it's good honestly it's good apart from the ad breaks which have been
0: annoying me because it's on catch up um, it's been really good so it's called uh, The Long Shadow and it's about the Yorkshire Ripper so give it a watch if you haven't watched it and it's that you know sort of thing that you like because Netflix so is flooded good, huh? with them but this is a good British ITV there we go
1: Well done, ITV. Um, You've done something good, apparently, for once. It's been a while. You do one. Give it a go. (laughs) Hemming, over to you. What have you been up to? How many Platinums? uh, How many Platinums? I I actually don't have a way of counting at the moment. But a a couple. One in particular uh, is a game that I've been looking forward to for 13 years it took for me to get a sequel to this game, Alan Wake 2. So, uh, fun fact, the original Alan Wake came out in 2010 on the exact same day as a little-known game called Red Dead Redemption. And that might explain why it didn't sell very well and why it had to become a cult classic, because you come out on the same day as that,
0: good luck. Who'd have thought.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's a bit of a bad call, whoever was deciding release dates back then. Um, but yeah, it, it really did get a bit of a cult following. But the issue they had was that Microsoft owned the rights. It was a Xbox 360 exclusive at the time. Remedy, the people who made it, and of Max Payne fame, finally got those rights back and then made Control, which I absolutely loved. Flint, as well, loved very much. And they left little teases about Alan Wake within it before finally remastering the original game, releasing it on all the modern consoles and then making this sequel, which, good Lord, was it worth the wait, because I have loved it. It is classic survival horror at its best. So if you like your Resident Evils, this is, like, up your street. Is, is it equally it is, as terrifying? Yes. Yeah. But I will say there are some cheap scares. There's quite a bit of uh, jump scare horror that comes in. So you'll be walking along, and then a picture of an old lady pops up on the screen. You're, ah, scared, it's old lady. Uh, but I... the thing is along with the horror because it was genuinely scary there's just some mad comic relief that pops in and it's just insane so you'll see it's a running theme throughout the Remedy games but they have sort of live action cutscenes that play throughout it and TV adverts and radio station clips and one of the best things of this game you've just had like a horrific moment where you've been inspecting a murder a guy's had his heart ripped out and then he comes back to life and starts attacking you and then you walk into a room, and there's just an advert playing with these two Finnish brothers who are local entrepreneurs to the area who run the trailer park, an adventure tour group, and a coffee-themed theme park. And they're just on the station going, hey, fuck the government, we have bolt cutters, come with us, we take you anywhere, and visit us at Coffee World. And I'm, um, this is just insane. With the lowest budget possible... And the lowest budget acting, specifically and intentionally so, just to make you laugh and cut up the tension, I I adored it. So you, you play half this game as Alan Wake, the titular character, and half of it as an FBI agent called Saga Anderson. And with Saga, that's where it's the more Resident Evil survival horror stuff. You're picking up the limited amount of bullets, fighting off the nasties. But doing a little bit of investigating as well on the stuff that's going on in the weird town of Bright Falls, which is where the original Alan Wake was in. And then when you play Alan, he's in a bizarre alternate dimension that you access through an inter- interdimensional janitor's mop bucket. What? Uh, and it's yeah. There's a, there's a janitor. Let me, let me stop you. Let me stop you there, Heming. Yeah. Go ahead. What? What? Yeah. A bucket. No, I I don't know what you... you, That's what what happens. There's a janitor who seems to be able to travel between dimensions, and uh, you swap between characters by clicking on his mop bucket. All right. It's bizarre. It is absolutely bizarre. Um, And he's in, like, a weirded... Alan is in a weirded New York, really distorted, and he ends up doing a lot of his sections starting with him on a talk show... With a guy called Mr. Door. And then it just all goes absolutely insane. And then he's out in the streets of New York. And yeah, his stuff is where it gets really quite dark and scary. So there's a lot more horror there. So there's survival in the other, survival horror in the other, and then just pure horror in his sections. And he sort of rewrites the areas that he's in because his whole gimmick is he can rewrite reality through his stories. So you walk into a hotel. And you'll be talked about there was a play that took place here, but somebody was killed at the end of it. And he types in to his little thing and goes, murder site. And then suddenly the walls change and everything's covered in blood. And there's dead bodies hidden around the corner and shadows jump out at you and try to stab you. Yeah, I I loved it. Genuinely <clears throat> had a great time with this. So, as bizarre and mad as this sounds, I loved it.
2: So it's got an 87 on Metacritic at the moment. Mm. Where is it for you in, its, in your Game of the Year rankings?
1: So for me, Final Fantasy sixteen was at the top. Was at the top? I, I'm going to have to mull on it, but at the moment it's one and two, is Final Fantasy Sixteen and Alan Wake 2. And I need to figure out in my head which one is which, because they are very close. But this is right up there for me this year. I... Wow. I couldn't have asked for any more from these guys. Have you finished it? The live-action stuff is... I have. i finished, I've finished it. it. I have platinum dip. it. Um, and there is one section, one of the Alan Wake sections, is my moment of the year, if I had to pick one, my gaming moment. A whole level that is so batshit insane that will it will stick with me forever. And I loved it so much. I genuinely want people to play it But the issue is, you kind of have to have played the original Alan Wake and probably Control as well to have any idea what's going on and be able to keep even the closest track of things. That's the only issue there. There are a few foibles. Don't want to go too much into it, but there's a a section with the FBI agent where you have to pin things on a board. That's a little tedious, but for me, I found it quite satisfying. This is just sort of... A little bit of filing that you have to do in between sequences. A calm moment. It's, yeah, it's got a little bit tense. Let's just, let's just calm it down and pin some things on a board. Yeah, that's lovely. So I can't wait, and it seems to be heavily implying that we'll be getting more from Control and Alan Wake in the future. So very, very excited about that one. Uh, the, the other game that I've been playing, also been enjoying very much, Star Ocean The Second Story R. Which is Star Ocean Two remade? This is, we, did any, did this either of you the, play Star Ocean Two?
0: I think I've had the two or three on a PS2. I can't remember. Uh-huh. But this is this is the one where they've they've redone the backgrounds, but no, they've redone the game, but they've kept it as sprites, haven't they?
1: Yes. This one? So they've got the original sprite characters from the PS1 game, and then just put them in these gorgeous updated backgrounds. And it works really well. I think it works a bit better than the HD 2D thing that they do for Octopath Traveler. I like that style, but this just looks so much nicer and gives you that lovely nostalgia because those pixels are exactly the same characters that you were playing with 25 years ago when this first came out. Uh, it's, It's one of those RPGs that's a little bit underrated because it had so much going on for its time. Like, you can do speciality skills and make a character become a master writer or an artist, or you can turn them into a pickpocketer, and you can pickpocket from every NPC in the game who has unique items, and you can break the game completely by making them a blacksmith and then just crafting the best weapon in the game after about, like, six hours, and then you're just blitzing through the game with this ridiculous sword that makes stars fly everywhere whenever you're hitting the thing. <laughs> I, nice. I am having a lovely, lovely time with this. The nostalgia's flowing. The thing that I have noticed from back then to now, there are far fewer tracks in it
2: than I remember. It reuses music all the time. Just a little bit. Is it? A little bit for shame. Surely it cannot be worse than Dragon Quest, who have one it's about fucking track. <laughs> no. Oh, God. It's Is that, that, that game's... That game does make me want to scratch my own eyes out at some point due to the monotoneness of the of the soundtrack. But, yeah. It, I, never, I, ne- I never played Star Ocean, though, man. I never, what, what, what era are we talking about with the originals? When so the out?
1: original was PS1. Star Ocean 2 was PS1. I think it was 1998 that it came out originally. So I remember at the time talking to people and going, oh, if you like Final Fantasy VII, play this. A, I had to do the squeaky voice there because it was about that time. Um nice. Yeah, thanks. But I I loved it. Star Ocean 3 came out on the PS2. I think and then there was 4 was on the PS3. And then it kind of fell off a cliff for a while. They released a fifth one. It was shite. But then they released a sixth one, and it's apparently pretty good. All of them are on PS Plus right now. So if you've got a PS Plus subscription, they have released them all there for you to play. Uh, just to sort of hype up people to buy this version of Star Ocean 2. And I think it is well worth it, because it is bloody lovely to look at, and like I say, mad in terms of the customization of mm. the characters and the way you can just exploit all these systems,
0: which is good fun. You mentioning becoming a smith just reminds me of Skyrim, when you have to mm. make like a, like a thousand bloody blocks of iron to then get the
1: greatest, best armour. It's not quite like that. Oh. <laughs> you can uh, skip a lot of those steps. Once you just level up your smithing to, like, level 10, you can just do all the stuff. Good. You don't need to actually Good repeatedly burn. do hours things. And hours
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a question for you, Mr. Hemming. Please. In fact, there's two questions. You like them apples? first mm. one is, after Star Ocean 2, what is the next game that you, that's on your radar?
1: Well, it depends on what I get through the old rentals, because Spider-Man 2 is the top of my list, but it turns out a lot of people want that, so I'm having yeah. to wait a while. Uh, I don't know what's next on my list, but I will tell you that there are two games that I, I am going to play before the end of this year. We, we have so many good games, and we're going to talk about all the amazing games that we have, but there are two games that we have spoken about a little bit on here that are the worst of the worst, the dregs, the bottom of the barrel. We are talking Lord of the Rings Gollum and God. King King Kong, Rise of Skull Island. I will be playing those games before the end of the year, come hell or high water. Why? For science. And I will report back on how terrible they are. I need to see the lows so I can appreciate the highs. Will you? Will, you, <laughs> will you take an evening
0: or a weekend and do a double bill back to back? Would your brain I
1: don't know if my sanity could take it.
2: I, I watched. I was watching a, a like a full like um, you know playthrough of uh, that dong island game and my god it looks bad it looks so fucking bad like it looks horrendous oh man it man looks I like
1: i need to see it
2: you know so, but
0: back in the day there was a lot of movie tying games especially in the ps1 era a lot of time yeah it just reminds me of that but worse just, just yeah because <laughs> that quality of game shouldn't exist nowadays unless let's give it some credit if it was a free mobile game like i have said previously nobody would have batted an eyelid because there's a shit ton of crap free mobile games nobody would have batted an eyelid but this was priced and marketed as a proper ps5
1: game or this was a physical release for the ps5 in 2023 and it was horrendous worse than any digital shovelware anybody could make i think they blow their budgets <laughs> you, you need the you need the platinum dude that's the issue i kind of want it for that to add to the collection with ride to hell retribution and rambo i i need to see the lows to appreciate the highs this is what yeah. i need
2: wow
1: <laughs> but hey that's that's enough about that i will tell you what i've been playing in the next few weeks as and when i do play it i feel that we are we're sufficiently lubricated up here, as Flint likes to say. So it's safe to say that the, the Fox is in. Bink, bink, bing. Funky music that Flint does here. Ah. Thanks, Moles. I know you're going to leave all that in. So that's delightful. Anyway, let's just quickly pop to the, uh, the news desk over here, because we've got some breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, GTA didn't release any trailers in the past couple of weeks while we were away so our reactions will sort of stay as they were for now but they did put a post on twitter saying that a trailer will drop in early december so we'll talk about that in early december when we actually have something to talk about right on to the news nintendo have announced a live action legend of zelda film they are going (laughs) off of the hype of the mario movie here Yeah, we're laughing already. Brave. (laughs) It is being co-financed by Sony, produced by Miyamoto himself, and a chap called Avi Arad. This is where we're missing Flint's expertise to tell us who this guy is. But apparently from a Google, he is a producer for most of the Sony Marvel films. So your Spider-Mans, your Venoms, your Morbius, your X-Men. There's nothing else known about this other than they are going to start making it are we excited for this are we
2: trepidatious
1: about this <laughs> cautious what are what are our thoughts
2: um well so spola counts miyamoto and this Arad fella have been they've been talking about this film for for 10 years um that, 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 that for a decade now they've been uh, they've been talking about this particular film so i i am optimistic that by the same time uh, I don't understand how this could be possibly be any good. Uh, that, that, that's good. Do you know what I mean? Like, who yeah, in I the who is going to be playing? Who is going to be playing Link? Oh, okay. you know
1: who's going to be playing Link. Please, you know, TV. it's Chris Pratt. It's going to be Chris Pratt. You know it is. <laughs> He's the man. Yeah. Nintendo love him.
2: But 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 it's uh, right. If it was an animated thing, right, I'd get it. But a live action. Right. A, a li- live action. I've got this. Live action. It Lincoln Zelda. Live action. Mm-hmm. Go live on, Miles, action.
1: You, you, you seem to have
0: something here on your I brain. Was, I was going to Google the year, but I can't remember the year. It's, it's mid... I'm, I'm casting minds back to the mid-'80s. And a well-known cult classic film called Masters of the Universe... Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's a cult classic. People love it just because how bad it is. <laughs> live action Zelda is going to be a new version of that, a new age Masters of the Universe, where it will get slated. It will be crap, but give it five plus years, people will look back and go, "Actually, I like this. I like this."
2: <laughs> I like, like 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 the live action Super Mario Brothers movie. No. No, I look. I I am just wondering how on earth, like the Deku Tree, for example, like what 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 what, what we talk like they'll make that into something ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like they will be so full of CGI and just mentalness that it.
1: I just think that's that's a good point. Is to say that whenever somebody says it's live action, you have to just take into account there will be a human of some kind and then a shit ton of CGI. All these Disney live-action remakes, which are basically just a person dancing around on a green screen for a while. So I don't think the deco tree would look too bad, because they probably do a bit of work to just make a tree with a face on it. We've seen it before, but, like, the Ents in Lord of the Rings, they can look okay.
2: I don't want this, okay? Let me just say it out loud. (laughs) I don't want this. I, I do not want anything to do with this. I want this to go away and to stop... Yeah, this this horrifies me. The the, the percentage, the chance of them making something that I think will actually be good is extremely remote. And for that reason, I am not excited one bit. I am, however, excited at the reaction of the Zelda fanboys when this is inevitably shit. And uh, (laughs) they are just dunked on from all angles. Well, I mean, if you had to, gun
1: against your head. If you had to cast a link, who would it be?
2: Gun to the head. I don't know any small boys that can act. You know, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
0: he's <laughs> a bit grizzled nowadays.
2: <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like you can't have a fucking adult doing the role. Like do you know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. Well, so like a, Tim- like
1: a- Timothy Chalamet, he's quite child-looking. Who was the kid that played
0: Draco Malfoy in Harry Potter? The uh, one that used to go and game. Potter. I hate to break it to you.
1: He's probably not a kid anymore. Well, he's not a kid. Uh, first films were quite a while ago. Yes, I know, but him—he <laughs> yeah, awesome could. Magic. He could.
2: He's also, yeah. got an, he's also got an incredibly receding hairline. I don't think he'd be playing the power, link anytime soon. The power of <laughs> SFX. <laughs> <laughs> cgi
1: his hairline. It, he'd
2: yeah. be fine. <laughs> well, the climbing I, bandana saves all. <laughs>
1: Hulk Hogan, brother. He he showed the way. I I think it's safe to say that none of us here are are particularly excited about this product. Uh, I'm intrigued. I will watch it because I want to know how much of a train wreck it's going to be. But I hope it's good. I hope it's good because I love Zelda games, and I want them to continue to make delicious Zelda games for me, which I'm sure this won't actually affect in any way. But I, I just want it to be good.
2: The, the only thing I... Like, the only crumb of hope is that you can't think they'd have been talking about it for that long and for them to do it something about it if they don't have a really good idea.
1: They have to, right? Uh, Miyamoto's involved. That brings a little bit more calm into me because he wouldn't let it be absolute dog shit. If he's involved, he wouldn't let it be that awful. He'd probably can it if the film was halfway through and it was terrible. He'd probably get involved again. No, actually, just do what they did to that Wily e. Coyote film. Apparently, Warner Brothers have uh, created a whole film and just thrown it in the bin and said, "No, we're not actually going to release that." So maybe they'll do the same with Zelda mm. if it is absolutely awful. But moving on from Nintendo over to Xbox, they've had some exciting news. They have. Bird. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? What? Did... <laughs> Sorry, sorry about that. This need to just be a random Fly like, a random person coming in and booing. Uh, but Xbox have partnered with InWorld AI.
0: Is this so they can generate some content for Starfield?
1: It seems... Actually, that's probably what it is. So let me just read to you a line of uh, what this partnership is meant to bring. Uh, it's to empower game developers to build narratives with dynamically generated stories, quests, and dialogue for players to experience. Now,
0: I'm reading between the lines here with my developer mm. hat on. That means less developers, so you know no. less money to spend on making games. Therefore, quality will go through the roof. Not through the roof, sorry, through the floor. It will be shockingly poor. It'll be... Here's a game with a million generated fetch quests. Fill your boots.
2: I I hate AI. Okay, I I, I I despise it to be. I love the idea, the tech behind it. I think it's very clever. But the way that humans are determined to 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 make it function in doing things that just are like are the most miserable applications for it there could be. Um, It it genuinely makes me sad. And it's all shortcuts. And it's all... um, It's all silver bullet thinking. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Mm -hmm. if we do this one thing, this is the answer to all our problems. And it's... um, And it's... It's just... It's just shit. And no... No... No person that actually likes video games... And that, that, that likes the story that likes a good and strong narrative nobody would think that's a good idea and it is a reflection of how um, of how out of touch Microsoft potentially are mm. that this is a thing that they're actually doing because n- the whole again we are in a world where engagement is so artificial all the time Okay, it's, you know, we're, we're in an era of likes and fucking reposts and whatever. And it's just, everything is so damned fake. You know what I mean? Everything is fake. You go on the internet, and again, this I work in this industry. You go on the internet, you can never be sure what you're reading has been written by a person or not. Um, you know what I mean? And it's like, the biggest battle Google has at the moment is trying to figure out what has been artificially created for the purpose of ranking for lucrative things, and what has been written by an actual expert in their field it's a very difficult thing to do and but i my stance on this has always been and it has been for and i'm I'm still to be proven otherwise if i'm reading a piece of content that isn't written by a human i can tell don't know why you just can tell you can tell that this is Isn't it? You know, there's there's something not quite right with the sentence structure. It all just
1: doesn't quite flow properly, or it's all too perfect.
2: There's no heart. There you go. You know what I mean? Because this is the thing. This is one of the things with something like again, I'm talking about um, like language models like ChatGPT and things like that. The key with it is, and this is where, from a video game standpoint, I struggle with this enormously, is that when you ask ChatGPT to write you a song you have to give it the parameters, right? It can only write things based on stuff it knows, okay? Can you write a song in the style of Metallica? Can you write a song in the style of Neil Young? What have you? Okay, I can analyze all the songs they've ever done and then I can use that to create another song. Hmm. It cannot, but it cannot, it has no inspiration. You know what I mean? There is no inspiration held within it to create something new, to create something, to, to inspire other people. You know what I mean? And when it comes to, like, a great example is, like, very, in a very primitive sense, you go and play Diablo 3, all the dungeons are procedurally generated, yeah? Uh, much like a Binding of Isaac, all the procedurally generated stuff, right? And it's like, it's fine, but they're always within a set parameters. It's always in a set thing. You know what you're going to get, one of these mm-hmm. different random events there's never anything that surprises you. <laughs> you no, know, where you go, true. wow, you know what I mean? And it's fine and it's comfortable and you can just sit there and put a podcast on and zone out, but you're never, there, there's a reason why those types of games are kind of podcasty games because you're never really engaged. And yeah. if we are looking at the era of, The way that companies want you to engage with video games now isn't necessarily via narrative. It's not necessarily via challenge. It's via arbitrary numbers, leveling up battle passes, get to the next number, get to the next number, get to the next number. Here's a new shiny piece of loot, get to the next number. Oh, you can get there twice as fast if you buy the battle pass premium thing. Oh, Oh, get get to this number. (laughs) And if they can figure out a way to utilize AI to generate all of that shit then they will make money with it, but they will continue to lose the the, the gamer base that they've got, basically. The, the, because no one wants Starfield to be AI-generated nonsense.
1: Absolutely not. And this is the thing. I was just talking about Alan Wake earlier and how batshit insane it was. AI isn't going to write that. A human has written that, and it makes sense. And the weird little cutaways and the silly jokes and the, the fantastic moments that you have in that. AI aren't going to think of it. They're just going to give you a paint-by-numbers situation. I'm not happy about this. I don't think that... I don't think boycotting is the right word, but I I would suggest that nobody buy a game if you know that it's got this in-world AI in. Because as Mol said, it's going to put some people out of work. And and that's which brings us on to our next news story, which is as much of a good year as it's been for games... It has been a shit year for the industry as a whole. There have been layoffs left, right and centre. And this AI news may exacerbate that in the future. Uh, But the main bit of news that happened just a couple of days after we last recorded was that Bungie laid off a lot of people. And uh, there's talk now that their new big DLC, the final shape, the final DLC for Destiny 2, is going to be pushed back by a few months because of this. Um... What, what do we think on that in terms of the impact for Bungie, uh, where Destiny 2 is going to go from here? I will say that one of the things that I did hear that was quite interesting is that if Sony hadn't actually bought Bungie and brought them on board with them, the way that they're in now, they could have gone bankrupt if they didn't have Sony's backing. That's how bad things have gotten for them in the past few months. How do people feel about it?
2: Do you want to go first, Moss?
1: Um, it's a shame, really, because the player base for Destiny
0: is still huge. I mean, I play it still, every now and then. It's like, but the problem with a game that's been running for seven years is it's hard to keep those players that have been there since the beginning, and potentially from Destiny 1 as well, um, engaged and keep it fresh for them. And <clears throat> There was a lot of backlash about the story for the last DLC, so the Lightfall. Um, yeah, Lightfall killed them. Some of the acting was not great. Some of the missions were not great. But like I say, it's hard to keep a game of that size and quality consistent. Um, and I think, yeah, in the last year, they've been shooting themselves in the foot with what they've been giving out to the fans. And it's a shame. And like you say, the next DLC is the, is the big grand finale. Uh, and they've been ramping up stories and they've been, you know, what stories we do watch and listen to. <laughs> they've been tying some loose ends. They've been bringing some characters back to to have this big bang moment at the end. And after that, I have no idea what's going to happen because, by the sounds of it, there's not going to be that many people left to keep Destiny Two going. And that might be why there's been so many layoffs. Yes, there's been a delay. Well, they've downsized the team. They can't get it out on time. So yeah, once it's out, then what? Who knows?
1: That's the thing. We don't know what the future is going to be. They were working on this uh, other game, this battle royale. I don't know how that's going or go what, like what that's original. going to do. I think that's a pretty, remake uh, of Marathon, isn't it? Yeah, it's like one of the very pretty, old
2: IPs. Um, look, 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 yeah. look, look, look. Um, when it comes to Destiny Two, I have very, I have very many conflicting emotions because Destiny Two is one of the greatest games, gameplay wise, that I've ever played. Um, I, I love playing Destiny 2 what I don't enjoy playing though is Destiny 2 because just to give you an example of this Destiny 1 released on September the 9th 2014 and the enemy types in Destiny 1 were the Fallen, the Cabal the Vex and the Hive Destiny 2 was released in 2017 and the enemy types were the Cabal, the Fallen the Hive uh (laughs) scorn taken and vex they've added two two enemy types in seven years they have not changed gambit a fucking jot they uh, i play the game and i'm doing fucking witch queen shit again where i've got invisible steps to climb up and it's I uh, it's whenever and the loot man me and woods played destiny about a month or so ago where we were doing this absolute megasonic boss of death it was unbelievably hard one of the hardest things i've ever done on destiny we finally done him after several 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 attempts we finally got this guy down and it was an incredible like come on we fucking did it by the skin of our teeth and wasn't worth it wasn't worth it none of the rewards are worth anything unless I'm doing raids, which, again, how much of the actual player base actually plays this shit? Like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, does, no, the, content, the, does mm. the content... Does the content... Because you... The you, you think is, you hear from the like the community manager and stuff, oh, we, we hear you that Destiny needs harder content and stuff like that. It's like, bro, I just want to fucking relax, man. I don't have uh, a, a giant group of people to do this stuff with. Make, like... The, the average experience of someone, fun. Lightfall was horrible. I hated Lightfall. Witch Queen before it was horrible. I hated the Witch Queen. Like, and it's just, this, from a story perspective, right? Whatever. They lost me years ago, the story. It doesn't make any sense anyway, right? And I skipped the majority of it, whatever. But from a, from a things-to-do perspective, it's just obvious busy work.
1: That's yeah. it. It's no, obvious, no.
2: busy work, and I. It's just it's so transparent that it's just ridiculous. And when we say like, I uh, there look, at some point over the last seven years, I have sat down and thought to myself, what the fuck do these guys Bungie actually fucking do? Because this game is not doing anything new. When they released Destiny Two, the biggest criticism of it was it looks exactly like Destiny One. What the hell is and going there was
1: on? Less stuff to do than in There's Destiny less stuff One. To do.
2: <laughs> they so removed like,
0: content rinse and repeat and I think that's a problem they've had is it's taken people seven years or at least up to the mm. last DLC to realise that um, the quality is not as good as was. you've been playing it for you know six seven years at that point what do you expect
2: well dude just reward me for my fucking time when I sit there and I go wow man I've got an exotic oh look it's one of the exotics that have been around for seven years and it's like, it's not new. Like when a new fucking expansion comes out and they add two exotics to the game and it's like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like- And neither the of them are any this? good. Thanks for that. Neither of them are any good. And it's just like, <laughs> I sit there and there are no drops in the world which make me excited. There's nothing that happens when I play the game that, uh, that makes me go, wow, fuck, I can do this thing now. I have to literally go, right, I want to get this exact thing and then set up my build exactly like this because some wanky YouTuber told me to. And then it's like, to get that thing, I've got to go and do a loss sector on my fucking own. Yeah. Like, and it's like, well, hang on a second. I thought, the, but well, it just, it makes no fucking sense.
1: Yeah, like, and I think that's the thing. We're going to have to see how they turn this around. Because your sentiment and the sentiment of moles there, it's we're not alone. There's a reason why they're make, they're losing money at the moment and why they're having to make these layoffs. So we'll see where the future goes for them. There's no news at the moment. I don't think it's been officially announced that the final shape has been delayed, but the, it's all but officially announced that it's been delayed. Um, and, and speaking of layoffs, it's not just Bungie that are affected. Uh, the studio Free Radical Designs, they made the brilliant time splitters back in the day. They actually disbanded back in 2009 and became Crytek, which made some of the Crisis sequels, and then reformed in 2021 as Free Radical Designs with the specific intent of creating Time Splitters again, bringing it back. They have now been, sadly, destroyed, taken out back, put down. That's a shame, because those TimeSplitters yeah. games were great. They, they, they were, were like absolutely fantastic. Pre- a the- series that I loved. Yeah, they were
0: like the pre... I don't know what it was. What did you say? For me, it was like pre-Cod. It was the multiplayer Yeah, it was sort of the time,
1: played. like, yeah, like Quake, as it was. It was really quite twitchy, first-person fast-paced. shooter. Really, really fast-paced and great to play with friends and very funny as well. Also, remember the monkey, the uh, the fishbowl guy. He was always my favourite, the fishbowl dude. But uh, on to other things, in terms of people leaving companies, there was a bit of a, a left-field one here, a little one. Uh, The escapist. So if I was to say to you, Michael Carden Edwards, the escapist, what would, what, what comes to mind? What do you think of?
2: (coughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think of uh, Yahtzee. Was it Crow saw? Yeah.
1: Zero punctuation. Zero punctuation. Basically.
2: It's the only thing that
1: anybody ever thinks of when they think of the escapist. Well, guess what? They, they decided to, uh, to kill their own golden goose. Earlier this week, they apparently fired the chief editor of The Escapist, because they have sort of news articles, video work. Uh, he apparently didn't hit a target that was ridiculous and was almost unattainable. So they fired him. N- Nick Calandra. Nick Calandra, there you are. And in solidarity with him, the entire video team from The Escapist quit. They all walked out, and that includes Yahtzee from Zero Punctuation, who was the only reason anybody went to that website anymore, and they are creating their own runaway company called Second Wind, which I'm sure we'll hear more about in the future. They're all at early stages. Patreon is up. I believe they're already at the point now on their Patreon where uh, they've said that they can actually work and pay everybody as they were being paid previously which tells you something about the state of the escapist, if we're already at that point. I can't believe that they've done this. It is absolutely insane. It's one of the biggest shooting yourself in the foot moments I think I've seen
2: from a website for quite some time. It is quite incredible because the artist has been going for a long time. right? How many years now? I believe it's 16 years. Yeah, he's been doing this a long time. And the thing is, his viewer numbers haven't really, like, gone down. Do you know what I mean? Like, he he's remains the only popular thing on that website. And the, the website itself, you know, it it did attract... Like, it was a little bit of a... Uh, I don't know how to say this in the, in the best way, basically. The most political... It, it was a little bit of a hub for the wrong side of the Gamergate uh, uh, thing. You know, I don't know what to call it. But like... A lot of uh, not nice people were also associated with the escapists who were like, that's kind of where they would hang out, let's just say. You know what I mean? Let's just say, I'd say it in a vague... Leave it at that. Go go look (laughs) it up if you want, right? Um, Which, yeah, wasn't great for the escapists' PR, let's just say. And this fellow, Nick Calandra, by all accounts, had been doing a pretty good job in restoring... Uh, the escapist back to former glories. By all accounts, he had a, uh, a developed and kind of, um, like, um, yeah. what's the word? he got an a player base back. he, he got yeah. an audience, a community back again. Um, and um, yeah, didn't meet the targets, got booted out the door. And it's not just the the employees of the escapist that have gone with him. It's like all of the freelancers as well. They've all... Okay, it's, it's everybody. It's they've, everyone. They've all buggered um, off. <laughs> and we're at, we're at a point now where Yancey's come out and said, uh, he just tweeted this uh, a couple of hours ago, where he oh, said, yeah. I don't know if this will make anyone as emotional as it did me, but no part of the process of putting together next week's first fully ramblomatic episode required the use of Windows Movie Maker. So it looks like next week, got some content, Fantastic. baby.
1: Fantastic! Let's go. Yeah.
2: I have I'm a big fan. Always loved his stuff, and I'm looking forward to see what they do next. And the big the, the great thing about Second Wind is that it's owned by the content creators themselves. It's not yep. owned by overlords who just want to make dollar. The content creators literally own the thing that they are making, and the fact that Yahtzee didn't doesn't own the rights to Zero Punctuation is mental to me, to be frank. So, yeah. And it doesn't and the brilliant thing is it doesn't matter. People will move on and they've followed him to
1: where he's going to go next and you Whoa. say they've fostered this community. This community have been incredibly generous with this Patreon mm-hmm. funding to the point where as I say they they're not losing out. These guys left a job and instantly fell back into a job paying them the same amount, which is incredible news and I wish them all the best and we will follow their journey and see where they go. I look forward to some more ramblamatic. I didn't know the new name. So I'm excited let's, about that. Let's just hope they have an equally as catchy theme song. Exactly. Oh, I wonder <laughs> if he's able to pull the theme music across. That'd be great. Like the Hardy Boys music. It turns out that it's just stock <laughs> music somewhere that we didn't know about. Well, let's let's round off today's show with a little bit of talk about uh, award season. Let's talk of the good stuff. We've had some bad. Let's talk some good. Uh, There have been an incredible amount of games that have come out this year, an incredible amount of brilliant games that have come out this year, and we are closing in on the biggest award show of the year, Jeff Keighley's Game Award Bonanza Spectacular Fantastical Event, whatever he wants to call it. But uh, as a precursor to that, we have the Golden Joysticks. So just the other week, we had the Golden Joysticks, and they announced their winners. And I'm going to just go through, run through the list quite quickly, Uh, Let me know if you have a particular view on any of these, just jump in, or just make a noise of some sort if you'd like, that's more than acceptable. So uh, we've got Best Storytelling, that went to Baldur's Gate 3, and I don't think that's going to be a surprise to anybody when I tell you, you're going to hear that name quite a lot. (laughs) Uh, The Still Playing Award, this is uh, given to Adam Flint because it is No Man's Sky. I guess they've I've turned just it around people are still out. they still are and year, they're amazing I love on, them year on year good they on just
0: give a massive here oh
1: here's a massive new VR mode for free yeah enjoy oh, and that we have surprise. made this for you
2: I still uh, want to know how they make money but fine I, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe a maybe they've got question. like
0: subliminal advertising in the game you know all Ooh. of a sudden you get an urge to have some line bars or something
2: is that why <laughs> flint has been addicted to, to wagon wheels recently <laughs>
1: <laughs> they've got yeah. a subliminal messaging for subliminal. wagon wheels and Ah, wa- oh, well, I kind of hope that's true now. Just Nestle sneaking stuff in there. You get a new ship there. and there's like a Dr. Pepper on the on the console. <laughs> I don't know. And then it vanishes yeah. as if it was never there. Just a glimpse in the corner of your Sp- eye. I don't, who knows, Mike, how they make money? Don't know. <laughs> that's my, that's uh, my next, idea. Sorry. The next one we've got was uh, Best Visual Design. And uh, surprise, surprise, that goes to Baldur's Gate 3. Ah, oh, look at that. Uh, Studio of the Year. Mm, mm, Yeah, that's Larian Studios, the people who made Baldur's Gate 3. Let's let's change things up a little. Best Game Expansion. And I don't know if it's one that any of us here have played, but one that I believe we all kind of want to play. Any guesses on that one? Uh, It'll be the Cyberpunk. It is indeed. Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. It looks great. I just haven't got round to it because there's just so much stuff. And speaking of, this is another game that I actually bought and haven't got round to playing yet. Best indie game, Sea of Stars, which is a classic retro-looking SNES-era RPG, uh, very much in the Chrono Trigger style. Looks great. I bought it because I really want to play it, and then I keep getting dragged away by other shiny things. So I will get to you. Maybe that should be my next game. There you go, Mike. Sea of Stars is my next game. I won't go into Lord of the Rings Gollum just yet. No! <laughs> but it will happen before the end of the year. Oh, uh, best VR game? Nobody cares. Best multiplayer game? <laughs> Mortal Kombat 1. <laughs> sorry, what was it that was Horizon, It was Horizon Call of the Mountain, if anybody was interested. Okay. Um, well, sorry, yeah, what best was the multiplayer, multiplayer? Yeah, Mortal Kombat 1. It looked a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, best audio final fantasy 16 i can approve of that i think it does have incredible audio i will say though after playing alan wake 2 that's when you've put the headset on you've got the 3d audio it is terrifying so that for me would probably have pipped it but i can't argue too much with it this
2: sounds like a horrible experience what what, oh yeah yeah, it's great you would hate actually no mike you would hate it
1: you should not play this you would absolutely hate it it's not for you (laughs) Moles and Flynn, I think you'd enjoy it. You'd have a great time. Um, Best game trailer. Again, nobody really cares, but that was Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. I I didn't see it. Uh, Best streaming game, Valorant. I don't know if that's in any of our wheelhouses. Is anyone aware of Valorant at all? No, me neither. Uh, Best gaming community goes to Baldur's Gate 3.
2: Yeah, look at that.
1: There you are. Uh, the best gaming hardware. Now, I don't quite know how that is determined. If it has to have been released in the last year or not, because otherwise, it's the only re- reason that I can think of that PSVR two won it, uh, because it was the only was, new hardware was, that came out. The only in the last I, year, the only, perhaps. The only other
0: thing I can think <laughs> of is like the 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 pro controllers or the you know the um,
1: yeah. Strange one. Mm. Uh, The Breakthrough Award went to Cocoon, which is an interesting game I've had my eye on. Um, Indie-rific title, apparently made by the same chaps who were involved with Inside, and uh, I've forgotten the name of the other game, which is quite bad of me. Limbo. That's the one. Uh, The Critics' Choice Award went to Alan Wake 2. is Very nice to hear, happy about that. Best Lead Performer. Has there been any... Lead character in a game that we've enjoyed a lot this year.
2: Maybe the dude from Cyberpunk? Mm-hmm.
1: Clive Rossfield. It was Clive. Yeah, Ben Starr, the actor for Clive in Final Fantasy XVI. Uh, he's also been very active on the Twitter and the social medias, which has been a lot of fun because he's getting them all to voice all different characters. Then him doing his uh, <laughs> his little skit to try to be the new Mario was fantastic. Hearing Mario say fuck was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it greatly. Uh the best supporting performer is our boy Asterion from Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I hate to... favorite vampire boy.
2: I'll, I'll give So you've played Baldur's Gate 3? Not all the way through. I've played a bit. How much have you done? Oh gosh, maybe 4 or 5 hours? Well, so you have not even talked about it at all. Are you enjoying it? I
1: am, but I, I, like I say, I have literally scratched the surface. Uh, I've been playing it with my partner, but it's just been one of those games where we've never got the time to probably sit down and really get into it. We're waiting until we've got into the, uh, into the new home, and we're going to have a nice little setup where we'll be able to actually play, rather than doing it split screen, which makes the performance go a bit janky. It still works, but just not as well. We're going to have it so we're set up so we can actually play together and be in the same room. So we will get on it, but that's probably a next year one for me. Uh, Nintendo Game of the Year I don't think it's a massive surprise Tears of the Kingdom won that one Uh, PC Game of the Year Again, not a surprise It's Baldur's Gate 3 Xbox Game of the Year It's Starfield Well well actually we'll (laughs) we'll swap this round PlayStation Game of the Year was Resident (laughs) Evil 4 Right Xbox Game of the Year was Starfield Which I don't know how much competition there potentially was there. Mm. Uh, That's it. Yeah, I think. no, not much. Uh, the most wanted game for 2024. What would you be? Uh, what would be your number one most wanted game? Anything that year? comes
0: in the PlayStation Five bundle. <laughs>
1: Mike, do you have a do you have a game you're particularly looking forward to that could win this award?
2: It, it was Metal Gear Solid Three, but then I watched the trailer and my mm. soul died. I I genuinely don't have a clue what I'm looking forward to. Oh,
1: well, uh, the people who voted on the Golden Joysticks are very much looking forward to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That's um. the game that they are really looking forward to. And then the big award, the main I, one. That- I, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine uh, the, the big one the final one the ultimate game of the year went to Three. King Kong Rise of Skull Island congratulations yeah. well, well deserved everybody Good knew done. it was no nah, it, it, it was Baldur's Gate 3 because of course it was and I think that's going to be the first of many game of the year awards that that game wins uh, the big one as I say the game awards with Jeff Keighley and friends will be coming in a few weeks time there'll obviously be some announcements and big moments there but uh do we have any sort of disagreements or thoughts on any of those particular awards nothing no
2: I think all,
0: you know boulders gate 3 was always going to wipe the floor and we'll report, report back from the other award ceremonies where we should <laughs> just do a tally count of how many boulders Gate 3 have won
2: um, actually i should well, let me
1: just add these up while you're talking
2: well, I'm going to be so my kind of plan from now until uh, because I've got some good time over, off over Christmas as well. I think I've tried going back to my Baldur's Gate save since I went into Spider Man mode, and I really, I, it's, you know, when it's difficult going back into one, you're like, what was I doing again?" Um, I feel now that I have a good grasp of what the hell is going on, I might start again now that I've got some knowledge as to what the mistakes I've made and, and things like that, and uh, have a good go, but. Um, I, look, my my reaction whilst playing Baldur's Gate consistently has been holy, Christ! This is incredible. You know what I mean. So I can see why I would win everything. Quite frankly, um, the only thing I um, the only other thing I wanted to mention is uh, Steam Deck released the LED version. Man, oh yes, um, oh yes, that, when that we talked about hardware when we talked about hardware uh, you know the, the, I, steam deck should be winning things basically i don't, don't recall it winning much the yep, upgrade's coming it's amazing
1: soon, isn't it i think
2: it's yeah, coming in like november Christmas. november the 16th no, no it's like
0: it's coming november next six- week
1: oh yeah. that soon
0: i'm oh, sorry yeah the, the led version
1: back. apparently it doesn't change anything in terms of the performance of the, the system itself uh, but it's got a, up to 1 terabyte inbuilt it was uh, spa- storage
0: it was space on the storage yeah uh, a, a better battery
2: a much and better battery. A better yeah. screen. The O L E D screen. For the same price. They have not increased the prices of each of the bits as well. And They've actually
1: reduced the price of the current them. version of the Steam yeah. Deck as well. So this is the same price as the, the OG version. I think it's six hundred and fifty dollars for the terabyte Steam Deck. A lot. Which we we've talked about a bit before. It's actually going to be a fantastic bit of kit. If if you don't want to get a full on gaming PC but still want to be able to play those games and do it on the go it's a fantastic yeah. piece of kit there's, there's a it's just a, too expensive for well. me at the moment
0: there's a lot. sorry to talk over you yes no, they are no pricey uh, even with the reductions they are still pricey but there is a lot of competition in the handheld market now so there's some other alternatives out there some better, some worse but...
1: we're not including the
0: Playstation 1 <laughs>
1: no,
2: no, no because no. No. that's
0: not you can't play games on its on its own I have been
2: dying, speaking of like random handhelds, I've been, you know, do you get the adverts on Instagram and stuff all the time for the retro handheld stuff where you basically get, it's like a little handheld thing that looks really cool. It looks like an old school Game Boy almost. Yeah. But the screen looks really good and you can just play PlayStation 2, uh, Dreamcast, like all this stuff. And it's just like, Man, that looks really, really cool. And it's like 100 quid. And it's like, man, that looks really, really And you can just put whatever games you want in there from any basically console in the world. Okay. And it's like.
0: Big market uh, and big competition as well because you get some tiny little ones. You know, the, the Nintendo, the small Game Boy they had, the Game Boy Pocket. You can get mm, ones that yeah. small. It's, like, yeah. it's
1: the size of your phone. But you can play PS2 games on it. <laughs> They're adorable.
2: And there you go. You can, I really like, want one. <laughs> You well, can
1: even play, like, on your iPhone now. The, the high-end iPhones are apparently even playing Resident Evil on, and they're trying to make it a great console, but there you are. That's a story for another time. <laughs> I think that we could probably wrap things up there and call that a pod. All that's left for me to do is to say thank you to everybody for listening, and thank you to the magnificent Moles. Thank you very much. Good evening. Thank you to the ineffable Michael Carden Edwards.
2: Well, thank you. And a thank you
1: from myself. If you've liked what you've heard, hit the subscribe button. If you're feeling cheeky, drop us a little review. And uh, we'll see you next time when Flint is hopefully back in the hot seat. Get well soon, mate.